back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. Sterling is here. Jason Spies is here. And we've got Carol Orange Lee. Orangel. I was going to say Angelina, but it's Carol Orangel with Premier Offshore Catering. How are you doing today? How did I butcher your name so bad, sir? Oh, hey, look. Got to you, 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 you on the, you on the air, buddy. Let's go. I know, and the, and I always tell Sterling that you know when you're live on the air, you don't do anything wrong ever. You meant to do that. I meant to mispronounce your name so we could put focus on your name so people do not forget who we're talking to. This is all part of the strategy, Carol. Uh, by the way, how is Premier Offshore Catering? Boy, great name, by the way. It says everything right in the name. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. The good Lord has really been blessed. We've been blessed by the good Lord, and uh, you know, with the uh, with the virus and everything going on, we've we've kept going, and uh, it, it's like it, it never happened to us. And uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, I guess it's it's good service and the quality of people that we have. It it, it, it reflected. It reflects a lot on what kind of business we're running. So offshore catering now is is yes. it exactly in its name? I mean, you've got these offshore rigs. They're you know they're ten miles, twenty miles, a hundred miles off the coast. Am, am, am I am I understanding your company name right? That you guys actually cater to these rigs offshore? Exactly, and 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 you know it's it's like a it's really like a hospitality service. We we do just like a hotel. We clean the rooms clean up all their clothes and everything and we send groceries out there with cooks and everything is prepared a hot meal you know on on the rig they got the galley with the stoves and everything man i bet that's all a whole other challenge stuff. so everything's done on the rig that's pretty remarkable you know in the early days of the hundred dollar oil bach and boom where I'm from, up in the up in the Rocky Mountain region, right? There was people that were going to the uh, they called the man camps back in the day, and then they went through the term crew camp, and I think they're called temporary housing now. Um, exactly. Yeah, is 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 that or workforce housing? Is there were guys, and they're still doing this in certain uh, Native American reservations, but they would just drive into these these different places with a flatbed full of toiletries. So you'd have your toothpaste and your toothbrush and your toilet paper and your, you know, sardines yeah. and just things so people didn't have to run to the grocery store and run to the convenience store. That's what you reminded me of with your description yep. there, Carol. Exactly. How, how, do, do, do you get like, do people say, hey, Carol, next time you c- come, can you bring, you know, a latest issue of the Louisiana Journal Times or anything like that? No, we, they, they usually, they order that and don't. With the helicopter service that they have and everything, they get the newspapers. A lot of them get it, get it every day, especially on these uh, production platforms. You know, they 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 do the same thing as your, your drilling rigs. They'll they'll get groceries. Well, we send groceries once a week. Okay. And then, but they they always having some stuff missing. You know, not in the groceries, but uh, you know to take care of their business while they're drilling they might have a port that they need a port might break down so the helicopter's got to go back and forth or transportation by boat 
So they they're up to date with everything, and of course they have they have a uh, cable and everything offshore also. They they get the news every day, every hour. They watch it movies. So it, it's they have a workout room if you want to go work out, and it, it's first class. So you actually get to ride in the helicopter? Yes. That's pretty uh, neat, man. That's and but but there, you can get there by boat and what is there like an elevator or do you got to take a rope ladder? Especially when you get when you flying over and all you see is that big drill ship or drill, you know, uh, uh, all iron and it's floating in the in the freaking Gulf. So how does it happen that way? It's it's amazing. It's absolutely remarkable. I mean, yeah, I, I really cool. I've got friends of mine that go fishing in the Gulf, and they like to you know drive the boats right up to those rigs, you know, against the big columns in the sea, you know, that type of thing. Because oftentimes right. some fish hang out by there because they they they, they, they pick on they, the barnacles and things. They do big time. That's great fishing there. You know, I wonder too. It's like it, it. Most people don't think about how how you feed people out on a rig. So I'm really curious. You know, what's what's the what's on the menu, and and what kind of challenges do you face being able to, you know, logistically get things out right. there and prepare them in a way that it's great food. Well, I tell you what, these people they they really they they eat great. They spoil. <laughs> I have a, a like my my company and most of the catering companies have the same thing. We have a four week menu plan, and it's uh, we like to follow it. But let's say you haven't tried chicken and the people don't want the fried chicken; they want baked chicken or something else. So we let the cook be, you know. Uh, uh, we let them do whatever they want, you know, they, they, they can replace whatever they want. Well, but give them options, on, yeah. On, on Saturday, Tuesday and Saturdays, we have steak day. So they eat, nice. they eat ribeyes or prime rib uh, every, every Tuesday and every Saturday. Friday is seafood. S- Sunday is, you know, usually like finger food, like a pizza, hamburgers, hot dogs. Because we got to clean up the, the galley on Sundays. Right. So. Man, that sounds delicious. Steak and but prime. good. Yeah. Twice a week. I'm there. Twice a week. It's like that old saying, you call, we haul. That's all. <laughs> Premier Offshore Catering. Carol Orangel on the line with us. He's going to be catering the Mardi Gras luncheon for the OCI coming up on Thursday. Yes, I hear sir. you driving your way right there. We'll talk about that menu in just a second. But first, we wanted to talk a little Super Bowl with you, if you didn't mind. Um, you know, big Super Bowl this weekend. Of course, traditionally speaking, Super Bowl is like the biggest party day of the year for eating. You know, guacamole, nachos, chips, wings, pizza. But I'd like to know what's on your Super Bowl menu. What kind of stuff, if, if you had a perfect... Super Bowl menu that sky's the limit. If you were catering to someone, what type of thing would you like to serve at a Super well, Bowl? Well, bring, being from South Louisiana, you know we're going to have to have crawfish. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and probably some crab cakes. We'll have uh, oysters on a half shell, probably charbroiled oysters. 
We'll have boudin. We'll have cracklings. We'll have hoggett cheese. Uh, a lot of fried foods. Fried shrimp, fried oysters. So, mm. and, and of course, we're leaving out the gumbo. We got to have gumbo. <laughs> gumbo, yeah. Now, how do you make your gumbo? Well, I make my roux in the oven, first okay. of all. And if I'm making seafood gumbo, it's seafood in it. And if I'm making chicken and sausage gumbo, there's no mixture of either one. Like a, a chicken gumbo, chicken and sausage, I'll take hens and I'll ball, ball my hens to make stock. And then I add my roux and my, I add my sausage and I add uh, usually uh, boneless chicken thigh meat. A little more, a little more moisture in that thigh meat. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Thursday, if y'all want to come have lunch, I got I got chicken and sausage gumbo there. Okay. Chicken and sausage gumbo. Man, that sounds amazing. I'm gonna go through the menu. We're gonna have chicken and sausage gumbo. We're gonna have uh, crawfish etouffee, potato salad, and coleslaw. And for dessert, we're having bananas foster. (laughs) Sounds delicious. Absolutely delicious. I want to go back to your seafood gumbo for a second. What's in your seafood gumbo? Okay, seafood gumbo, I'll take either the shrimp heads just and, and boil that, make a stock with it, and then, you know, put the roux in and just add a little uh, seafood base to it. And, of course, our seasoning, we, we use, I use salt, cayenne, black pepper, and uh, we do the onions and bell pepper in it, and that's it. I'll tell you, the and one, the, the one thing that... Oh. I'll let it boil for about an hour, an hour and a half, and then I'll add my seafood towards the end and cook that for about 15, 20 minutes, and it's done. You see, the one thing that you've said in both of these that I know you're legit and the real deal is you start with an authentic stock. And exactly. without the authentic stock, it's just missing that flavor, in my opinion. Exactly, and a lot of times I'm, I'm going to put some uh, some dry shrimp to make the stock. And and the thing is, is you can enhance the stock, but if you don't start with that authentic stock, it's almost like when they, they have banana-flavored candy, it's just not banana-flavored. You can tell, no matter what. That's right. But but and if you I'll, but 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 if you try to add anything to a real banana, you can never escape that flavor of a banana. So it's just. It's uh, it's it's a good thing with that. Now, do you um, do you do anything with your oysters when it comes to catering, or does that get a little bit too dicey when it comes to public health issues and things? No, no, and oysters, it's a lot of trouble. It's a, it's hard work to do all this, and you know, you got a lot of people are going to eat a dozen, and if if you have if you're doing a party for fifty people and they all want a dozen, that's that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, just sh- shucking them alone. Right yeah. Well, you're yeah, making me seriously reconsider my uh, Super Bowl plans of, uh, you know, homemade nachos and a bag of chips. So. Oh, yeah. Well, we I'm invited to a party in, in Lafayette, as a matter of fact. And they have little uh, lamb poppies, like lamb, little lamb chops. They have, <sighs> I mean, you name it, he's got it. So. So I was thinking about doing a paella for my Super Bowl, but I'm I'm very scared cooking with saffron because 
I'm, I do not like baking because you have to follow instructions. But when it comes to cooking, you can just kind of freeform. Just wing it. Saffron, you gotta, you, you gotta, you, you gotta pay attention. Yeah. So, have you ever cooked you with saffron? You gotta pay close attention to it. God damn it! Close attention. I said it. I said attention. You said close attention. Damn it. Well, you gotta, you gotta be careful what you're doing with it. But us, we, we hardly ever use saffron and. We, we make jambalaya. I, I mean, it's... And I, I'll make my jambalaya with pork, chicken, and, and fresh sausage. See, in, in paella, is not much different. It's just Spanish. I always looked at it as, seriously, Spanish is like the, 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 the Spanish version of, paella, of gumbo because it's pork, chicken, seafood, rice, and you, and you make it very similarly. It's a, very but, similar. Yeah, it's like a long-format long stew. exactly well you got to layer it if you're going to do it right yeah i was going to say if you're going to do it right it's all about the timing and layering you listen to him i mean he's talking about timing and putting certain things in and when you got to put the seafood in because you can't overcook it or it's going to get stringy and it's going to start like potatoes potatoes start taking on the the texture and sorry man i get hungry now okay yeah is it lunchtime Well, okay, so you guys are going to be doing some onshore catering at the OCI event for their Mardi Gras party in uh, right in between Midland and Odessa there at at the Petroleum Institute. I believe that's Thursday, right? Tomorrow? Right. Thursday, okay. so And, you know, I want to give a shout-out to Tiffany Wilson that really put all this together and invited me to come do this for them. Uh, Tiffany works for Aries. And I tell you what, uh, she, she's she's really she's really done a great job in recruiting us, and you know, getting everything ready for us. So you guys obviously do onshore catering as well as offshore catering. Uh, offshore, yeah. I imagine, is probably the bulk of your business, but you guys do onshore, huh? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I have a, a land camp in uh, in Carrizo Springs for uh, energy transfer. It's a pipeline company, and uh, we, we we cater that part of for that part of the country for them. Okay, okay. And how many say I don't know how many offshore rigs a year do you do? Well, we have I have about twenty twenty one twenty two locations right now throughout the Gulf and and. And everything, and a lot of them we have. We, we do construction work with those that go around, and and you know they're they're tearing down a lot of stuff in the Gulf structures and everything. So you know it's a mixture of, of drilling and and production and construction. So I got a weird question for you here. And, uh-huh. you know, and then we'll let you get on with your day. And I, I thank you for coming on and talking about what, what you have going on and uh, cooking on the menu here and get, giving us some Super Bowl tips. Making but, us both hungry. You know, every time I go visit a well pad, I'm just so blown away at the advancements of innovation and just really this, this mammoth machine, really. Just this, so many different technologies put into this different area i couldn't even imagine what it would be like getting there on a helicopter and then all of a sudden you're on this big island that's extracting and harvesting oil i mean are you still awestruck by it or is it kind of like second news to you now uh it's like yeah it's like 
you know, once you do it a few, a, for a couple of years, you know, you get used to it. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's incredible. See, I still get awestruck every time. I'm like, whoa, look at how tall that. They got to climb up there and they yeah, got to change like those frack pipes. And, out there. Yeah, yeah I just, I'm still blown away by it, so. And then, you know, if you got to go by, by so a lot of times our, our crew boat, we go by crew boat. And then you, you get people that get seasick. And then <laughs> once they get there, they got to turn around and come back because they can't stick. So it, it's it, it's challenging, you know. Yeah. Is there, by the way, do you have a distance look, uh, as far as how far you go out into the sea or how far you go into no. land? No, I mean. We've gone offshore like almost a hundred miles, and we were probably real close to Cuba at, at certain times. Any fishing? No, no fishing. Okay, offshore. you uh-uh. can't you can't do any of that fun stuff when nobody's looking. No, somebody yeah. might get hurt. They got work to do, man. Food know, to make. You, you can't do it. Well, you never know. A fresh catch of the day could mean oh, a lot sure. out of hundred yeah, miles out in the yeah, ocean. You sounds know? like they got a pretty well planned menu. Yeah, no, I'm sure some some of them might sneak a little fishing in, but we we not my people. I don't want them doing that. It's it's not not feasible. Not that fresh. <laughs> not that fresh of a catch. Okay. Well, sir, uh, do you do you do any um, any sort of steaks or anything like that, or you just kind of stick with the southern type of a cooking? Oh no, we we do a lot, uh, you know. And I've I've gone cook all over the I've cooked all over the world, represented the the United States and Louisiana. Uh, the embassy calls me. The international food show in uh, Osaka, Japan, which is every four years. Wow. And cool. Cajun food was the 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 main the main course there, so they selected me, and I went. I brought a Cajun band also over there, and we stayed there for three weeks. And awesome. I've gone to Tunisia, I've gone to Vietnam, I've gone to New Zealand, and I've gone to Australia, representing the United States there. Are you gonna Are you gonna cook your gumbo? Is that what you're gonna cook? No, we. I'm I'm not doing this anymore. It's I'm I'm getting. I've done it. And it's it's kind of hard work, you know, and you you got to be there with them all the time to make sure that they're doing the right, following the right recipes. And oh yeah, it's it just I just I'm I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, sounds like I, a great I, experience. I enjoyed though. doing what I did when I went overseas, international and everything. So. Well, that sounds like a fun life experience. So we'll have to have you up to the Bakken for the Bakken barbecue and maybe have you cook some southern flavor up here as we, you know, a lot of times uh-huh. it's, uh, you know, the ribs and the brisket. and Yeah, it's the same old, same old. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with no, that. it's but, good food, but, but it'd be interesting. New. We'll, we'll have to get you sponsored and bring you up here and figure out a way to do it. So, well, sir, how can people get in touch with you and uh, get get you some business? Well, they can look me up on my website. I have a little website, and we're, we're actually working on a, a new website. But uh, you can also call me at 985-518-1207. And also my email address, it's carol, C-A-R-R-O-L-L, dot A, at premier, O-C-I-N-C, 
com. And we'll make sure we have those links and phone numbers available at our website on the show page here for the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. Well, sir, drive safe. We'll see you Thursday at the OCI Mardi Gras luncheon happening at, what'd you say, 11, 1130 over at the Petroleum Museum yes. between Midland yes. and Odessa. And we're going to laisser le bon temps rouler. Let the good time roll. Yeah. Great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you all. Ah!